Good morning! Welcome back to Pine Falls Public Radio, the only local news station that receives cryptic death threats on a regular basis. I am your host and popular target for murder, Greg Mabin. I cannot guarantee that there won't be another strange ending today. I have the script directly in front of me. I've read through it myself. Nothing seems off, but it's Pine Falls we're talking about. Halfway through the broadcast, I might receive a psychic vision, or see a holographic message, or... You're not the one getting death threats, Margaret! Anyways, we cannot promise that there won't be another ominous prophecy at the end of this broadcast. We hope that you all enjoy the show regardless. And now, today's obituary. And now, Dr. Trisha Tish Usman, a respected geneticist, died yesterday evening at age 36. Tragically, her death was followed by the deaths of her other two sisters, Tish 2 and Tish 3. Okay, let's... let's just see what it is this time. Dr. Trisha Tish Usman, who for the sake of convenience will now be referred to as Tish 1, was found dead yesterday in Brownbriar Park. The county coroner believes that Tish 1's death seems like foul play. Given her apparent health and no prior medical conditions, and the large traces of poison found in her bloodstream. It should be stated that the coroner is new to the job. After Tish One's body was found by a pair of hikers, Sheriff Owens instantly knew the most likely suspects, Tish Two and Tish Three. For some much-needed context, Tish One was a prominent genetic scientist at Tenebra Labs. Earlier this year, she undertook a risky project that involved creating two exact clones of herself. Tish One was quite vocal about the project, both inside and outside of the workplace. She often stated how her goals were twofold, to prove her genius, and to finally be surrounded by people who would appreciate her genius. Many of her co-workers have said that they never doubted her intelligence, they just found her to be an arrogant, okay, I definitely cannot say that word on air, Margaret. Uh... Suffice to say, Tish One had a tense relationship with her peers. She thought that the clones would help surround her with people who would finally appreciate her. Her peers thought that the clones would distract her enough that she'd finally leave the rest of them alone. Turns out, everyone was wrong. Tish One, Two, and Three despised each other the second that they met. Literally. Tish 2 and 3 stepped out. Tish 2 sarcastically asked Tish 1 if that's what I look like to other people, and they immediately started arguing with each other. Tish 2 and 3 would often go out together or work in the lab together and would spread rumors about Tish 1. They liked to complain about how full of it she was. They would often ask each other who would act like that and who does she think she is? Tish 2 and 3, for a time, seemed united by their shared hatred of Tish 1. That is, until Tish 2 was chosen as the Employee of the Month, and was given a special ceremony that the other Tishes were forbidden from attending. 
At that point, it was every Tish for herself. Many Tenebra Lab employees were confused, given that there had never been a ceremony for an Employee of the Month before, and also given that there had never been any Employee of the Month award before this. At the time of the ceremony, Tenebra Lab's PR director, Natalie Tenebra, said that the Employee of the Month program was a way to congratulate the hard work and brilliant mind of Tish Tu, our most valued employee. Though, according to a memo Natalie accidentally sent in a department-wide email a few days later, the Employee of the Month award was actually designed to spur the three Tishes into outcompeting each other, which will increase productivity. And that Tish 2 was chosen because Natalie threw a dart at pictures of the three Tishes, and the dart landed on number two. The conflict between the Tishes grew significantly after the ceremony. While the department's productivity rose at first, it quickly dropped as the clones began sabotaging each other. Specimen vials would be smashed overnight, Bunsen burners would explode more than usual, and test animals were frequently turned loose in the middle of the workday. It was only after they had to sedate the third test rhino that management decided to fire the tissue responsible for the mess. Of course, no one could tell them apart, so, just to be safe, management fired all three of them. While this made things much calmer at Tenebra Labs, it made things much more hectic in the town of Pine Falls. We're still a little vague on what happened to each of the Tishes, especially since we're still not sure which one was actually which. But police believe that they have pieced together a rough timeline of events. At some point yesterday, Tish 2 ambushed Tish 1 on her daily jog and injected her with a fatal dose of an unknown poison. Tish 2 fled the scene and returned to her home, the one that she'd been sharing with her... sisters for several days. Before she walked in the door, she was killed by a single shot from a sniper rifle. The rifle was found on the neighbor's rooftop with Tish 3's fingerprints on the trigger. Well, actually, it was all of their fingerprints, but it, it doesn't matter. Tish 3 then spent the next several hours evading law enforcement, stealing a car, firing at pursuing officers, and then accidentally driving off the edge of Pilgrim's Canyon, where her car crashed and then exploded. We have still yet to confirm Tish 3's death for certain, but according to Sheriff Owens, it was a really big explosion. Tish 1 through 3 leave behind an impressive career and multiple ex-husbands, who all declined to comment on the passing of their multiple ex-wives. Tish One will be remembered by her colleagues for her intelligence, something she constantly reminded her colleagues of every chance she got. Tish Two will be remembered for, well, not much given that she was only alive for a couple of months. She will probably be remembered for being the Employee of the Month, which was a ploy by the lab to make her work harder. Tish Three will be remembered for her impeccable marksmanship skills? Yeah, sure, that. A funeral will be held for Tish 1, 2, and 3 at St. Downer's later this week. No one has yet to express interest in attending, however. An anonymous co-worker of Tish 1 only had this to say. 
she'll be at that funeral with the only person she's ever cared about, herself. Okay, are obituaries in this town supposed to end with insults? Look, I never met Tish 1, 2, or 3. But it sounds like they spent a lot of their time looking for someone who loved them as much as they loved themselves. And I think some of us can understand that. We all want to be loved, admired, respected. I guess that's not all wrong. But murder is definitely wrong. I should be clear about that. Murder is bad. But we're more than our mistakes, I guess? You know what? Yeah, let's go with that. We are more than our... What the? Who just texted me? Greg Mabin will be less than his mistakes if he spends the night alone? Okay, no. No, I'm done. I have been here for less than three days, and I've already gotten three different death threats while trying to sugarcoat the weirdest stories I've ever had to read on air. Margaret, I'm quitting. <coughs> yes, already. You can find another announcer somewhere else. I'm through. your call. Leave me a message and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Hi Grandma. It's Greg. Um, I know I said I wouldn't be back till the holidays, but I'm coming home early. I'm taking a break from the radio job for right now. I'm just packing up some things uh, before I leave. I might be um, considering some other options. Uh, but don't worry, I, I think I still have time to figure this whole job situation out. I wouldn't be so sure. Thank you for listening. Obit is written, recorded, and produced by John Glassfeld. Sound effects courtesy of Epidemic Sound. This episode featured Anna Coughlin as the mysterious voice and Emily Glassfeld as Marion Maven.